It's on. We're back. Episode 29. Your opening sounded probably a lot better than mine did. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's just one of those things. We are the Covert Show. I'm JC. Joining me is Nick. We've got a lot of things to talk about, and I've got a doozy of a story that I think he's been hitting think, at it. I think you'll get a kick out of it. I know I did when it happened. I mean, you'll understand why I got a kick out of it uh, when we All talk right. about it. But that's for later in the show. And of course, we're opening Pokemon cards later in the show as well. I'm going to spoil mine. I got Sword and Shield, Evolving Skies. I, and, I'm uh, sticking with the I'm sticking with the normal the Astral Radiance Sword and Shield, but I got the Palkia one this time, so I'm getting all of the new ones. Nick so. is losing one to nothing in our uh, first two pulls. You know, both of us kind of had a crap one on the first go. I uh, pulled the Grand Bowl V last time. You can check it out on our TikTok page. Uh, so I'm leading one nothing for those that are keeping score, and I know that everybody is. Very, very concerned and very, very entertained about who's got the better polls so far. But uh, we're definitely going to be uh, keeping that going. And, uh, yeah, we'll be able to check those out on social media as well. Uh, you know, be sure to check out our Instagram. We uh, got some stuff from Incarceration up there. Uh, got to see Theory of a Dead Man. That's probably the highlight of the weekend for me. We'll talk about that coming up as well. But first... MLB has made it to the old all-star break. Hell yeah. And we're going to talk about the standings and what surprises us as, uh, believe it or not, and I can't believe it, I talked about it uh, last episode, I think a little bit. Uh, it's been on our Twitter. Every team in the AL East is now above 500, or at 500 yeah. or above, I should say. That includes the lowly Baltimore Orioles. It's impressive. It is. It's thoroughly impressive because I mean, and I've talked about this um, with a on the last podcast episode that we did on the Omaha Pod because it was draft weekend this last weekend, and I think the biggest thing for Baltimore is they've been able to develop such a good young core to kind of start a rebuild. Like personally, um, and somebody could argue this with me, but I think Baltimore has probably the best rebuild character so far coming out of the, the lowest teams in the league at the moment. Because, I mean, you got Cedric Mullins, who's still doing really good. Um, you got Adley Rutschman, who's there. You got a couple of good young guys out of the bullpen and uh, on the pitching rotation. So, I mean, if you look at Baltimore specifically, they've got a way to move up. They finally now have a way to move up or at least kind of stay within contention in that very, very tough American League East division. And hopefully, maybe in the next couple of years for the Baltimore fans, they can get to a wild card. They can possibly make a run at another playoff. But I think if you take a look at just how the East is so set up, and even a couple of the the really hot teams in just the American League itself, it's a freaking it's just a dogfight. Because I mean, we will all say this: the Yankees do not look like they will slow down. Sixty-four and twenty-eight, they are now thirteen games ahead of the Rays. Your Blue Jays are doing good. They've been on a little bit of a three-game win streak. They're 14 and a half back. The Bo Sox are now back 16 and a half. They have 48 wins and uh, 45 losses. And then Baltimore sitting there at 46 and 46. So, I mean, like you said, every team is at least 500 or above, which is a lot said comparing 
pretty much everybody else, American and National League, where nobody is having a having a league that's or at least a division that's sitting five hundred or above so, in all teams. So you look at that East, and the thing that jumps off to me immediately is you kind of hit on it there, but I'm going to take the other side of this coin. New York has to slow down at some point. Oh, yes. Look at the 100%. run differential. 199 to the plus. There is one team in the entire league outside of New York that is a plus 100 or better, and that's the Dodgers, who are mm-hmm. a plus 169. No one else is even close to that. No. 199. That's yeah. insane. Above the next... the, When they play teams that are better than 500, they're 43 and 23. That's that's insane. nuts. But you yeah. hit on it there. Yankees lead Tampa, Toronto, Boston, Baltimore in that order. And we'll get into the wild card coming up. But, I mean, all four of the non-division leaders in the AL East are in the hunt. And I, I, I am amused to say it, but I'm going to throw Baltimore in there as, you know, they're five games back of Tampa. So they're, but mathematically, they're, last... they're right there still. I mean, you've got a lot, half the season still to go, basically, but they're right there. They're for eight that and two in their last ten games. Yeah, I mean, they're they're starting. They picked up a little bit of a hot streak before coming into the All Star break. Toronto, they lost their last game. Toronto's but... won five of their last six after being swept by the Mariners in four straight. Yeah, they, well, and then, they, so... they had a stretch where they got beat by Oakland two of three, and then ended up winning. <laughs> five of their last six so i mean as much of a lead as new york's got i don't know that that al east is as locked down as many might think no uh -uh. and i think like you said they'll slow down eventually because any team that kind of gets on that run they go through a little bit of a hot or like they go through a cold streak especially the month of august is is one of those huge months to where after the all-star break happens trades kind of come through um, there was a reporter who was asking Aaron Judge about what's going to happen possibly after this. Juan Soto just turned out a major contract deal with the Nationals, understandably why he doesn't want to get stuck in Washington like Mike Trout did with the Angels. But <laughs> still, I mean, you you got to look at sometimes the trade plays a factor into that. And also just some teams get hot. Like you said, the Mariners, they're on a 14-game win streak. They're 10-0 and in their last 10 games. They're forty or they're fifty-one and forty-two. They're only nine games back from the Astros, who are sitting at fifty-nine and thirty-two, and it's it's kind of weird how some teams will start right before the All-Star break and then continue to push through, get into the postseason, and then whatever it takes them in postseason baseball, it takes them. But um, the American League East, I I would agree. I don't think that race is going to be as far off as everybody thinks. I think it will finally kind of a close or have a closed gap come mid-August and or early September. And then you look at the AL Central, Minnesota has dropped seven of their ten going into the break, but they still hold a two-game lead over Cleveland. Got to look at the uh, Guardians and White Sox for a couple games there, and, you know, Giolito pitched well uh, in a 2-1 win, and uh, Cleveland lost both games, so there's that. Uh, White Sox are 500. Guardians are just above. Detroit and Kansas City aren't really relevant at this point, barring, you know, (laughs) some big turnaround in the back half. AL West, you talked about it, is a two-team race. Houston's good. Seattle's about as hot as you get. Might be the hottest team going into the break. They've won 14, uh, obviously 10 for their last 10. 
Uh, they're forty-one and uh, or fifty-one and forty-two, and then Oakland's bad. L.A. Angels are slightly better, and Texas is just as bad as the Angels are. Ugh. So that's a look at the AL side. NL side. You don't got to flip over here, man. <laughs> just stay with stay with the two stay with the two divisions. Stay with the East and stay with the West. That's all I gotta say. Well, <laughs> well, no well, we'll uh, un- everybody will understand why the uh, Central is <laughs> trying to be avoided rapidly. But, well, you know what? We'll talk about it last. We'll save the best for last. What about that? Oh, NL thanks. East, uh, the Mets lead, went into the break, six for the last ten. Braves are only two and a half games back. Phillies, eight and a half back. And then, you know, Marlins and Washington are both not very good. Uh, NL West. Dodgers are the second best team in baseball behind New York. Uh, they are at 60 wins. Uh, the Padres, 10 back. Giants, 12 and a half back. Uh, Rockies and uh, Diamondbacks both just going to throw them in the not very good category. And finally, wrapping up with the maybe worst division in baseball. I mean, at this point, you look probably at it, depending on. Probably. I mean, the AL Central's got three above 500, so yeah. we're just going to say the worst division in baseball has the Brewers and Cardinals duking it out for the division lead. A half game separates them, and then we fall off a cliff. Pittsburgh <laughs> with 39 wins, your Cubs with 35 wins, and all of a sudden, Cincinnati Reds fans have something to cheer about. They've won six of their last ten. That ties them for the Cardinals for the best last 10 in the NL Central before the All-Star break. They're a half game back of your Chicago Cubs, who are one for their last 10 going into the All-Star break. Ouch. Yep. Cubs fans will stay... I did. I saw a TikTok the other day where this like girl was ranking like what your favorite baseball team says about you, and sadly, it is true. But it's it's really funny. She goes, she got to the Cubs, and she goes, honestly, as a Cub fan, I I, I love you because there is no other lo- as loyal fan base. And I was like, you know what? It's probably right because we'll still sit here and we'll beg for a World Series every year, but we're just happy to see the Cubs get on TV or you know they. It's and what's really sad is it's the two worst teams in the National League. Um, Central, but it's like two of the worst teams in the National League <laughs> going up in the, the Field of Dreams game with the Cubs and the Reds coming up on August 11th, which really sucks. But, I mean, hey, I got something to cheer for, so, I mean, it's happy. And I watched it last year with the Yankees and the White Sox. It was really fun to see. So It'll be a fun game. The team, And the thing about it is the Cubs and Reds are both not making the playoffs. And nope. like you said, they're the second and third worst teams in the NL, in case you're wondering, those, you know, to watch this sort of thing, Washington is the worst team in the NL. And I think, oh. while they do hold the distinction, they're actually worse than Oakland. That is uh, yeah. no bueno. Uh, 31, and, 31 and 63, 27 and a half games out of the divisional lead and already 19 back in the wild card. Yowza. That's tough. And I, I said it. Um, just a little bit ago, Juan Soto turned down a massive contract to. Did I see four hundred and forty million? Is that the you, number? You that are was... correct. You would be you would be spot on. Four hundred and forty million dollars turns it down. Just won the home run derby. Is one of the best young rising stars in baseball at the moment. 
and turns down $400 million to say, you know what? I kind of want to see what a trade deal can get me. He Boy, might... if, it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, man is going to – he's going to have to come groveling back, but I guarantee you somebody <laughs> will pick him up. I was going to say, what a, what a position to be in where you can be oh gifted gosh. a $440 million contract. And your thought is, nah, I'll wait and see if there's something better. $440 million. That is a mind-boggling amount of money that got turned down. But like you said, someone will pick him up. Maybe yeah. it'll be the old Blue Jays. You know, you never know. I, To be honest, I see, I see him kind of staying in the National League because a lot of the big, uh, the big bats and like some of the younger guys, they have stayed within the National League. Like Bryce Harper, for example, went to Philly. Kyle Schwarber bounced around and then ended up uh, in Philly. So, I mean, you're kind of seeing a little bit of a trend that kind of goes through Machado. He ended up uh, staying over. No, Machado ended up dropping on, uh, to the National League from mm -hmm. Baltimore. So there's my outlier. But still, I think the National League for some of these young guys is a decent one to grow up in. I think moving to the American League would definitely help them on their competitive side. But, I mean, still, Mike Trout even – stood by the angels and said, here, you give me the money. I will stay with them. I love the city and all that. And then just is having himself a horrible time in freaking Los Angeles. Like poor guy <sighs> has to, has to tell his pitcher from the center field that you're giving signs. Stop away tipping and then, the signs, man. Oh my gosh, dude. That was too funny to watch. Like that's, you know, <laughs> if I'm an angels fan, that is genuinely embarrassing as all get out. Well, and the best part was is you actually go back and watch that video of Mike Trout giving signs from center field, or like Mike Trout yelling at his pitcher in center field. It is true. They back they went back and replayed four different at bats um, that I saw at least a couple of, in the couple of videos that I watched. They replayed at bats, and it it was literally I think I might have this flipped around, but from what I remember, if it was a curveball, he was holding his hands up, and if it was a fastball, he was holding his hands down. Like I said, I might have it flipped, but as far as I remember, that's what it was. <laughs> How in the hell do you just not notice that as yourself? You're like, okay. And as a How pitcher, is though, the pitching is... coach not know that? How is that something that you don't discover? It takes your outfielder to be like, oh, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. As a pitching coach, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, that's that's tough in itself. So, so that's a look at that. Uh, the Cubs, Reds not good Cardinals and Blue Jays are good I think that AL East will be fun to watch you know I've uh I've complained about it a little bit on this podcast and by a little bit I mean a lot of it I will openly say that I do like to complain about how tough the AL East is but it does make for fun baseball and if Toronto gets to the wild card game or the playoffs and whatever it battle tests you but there's a lot of yeah. baseball left to be played. So looking at the wild card standings, starting on the NL, because we always start with the AL because I'm heavily biased, and that's what <laughs> and I like. And my bias my means nothing at this point because I'm out. <laughs> well, I was going to say, and you actively avoid trying to talk about your team because yeah, they're so, they're so hilariously teams. bad. And it sucks, but I mean, it's like I will talk about all the other teams that deserve being talked about. I we don't need to talk about the Cubs, but once, of course, once the Cubs are good, it's like, hey, let's talk about the Cubs. But 
we got to wait another 105 years for that. And uh, I probably won't be alive in 105 years. So. God, I hope I'm not. <laughs> gas prices will be in 105 years. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but looking at the NL, division leaders, this is coming into the all-star break, which we're currently in. Don't know why I said it like that, but uh, Dodgers lead the West, Mets lead the East, and Brewers lead the Central. So what's that mean for your wild card teams? Well, Atlanta holds a six-game lead, San Diego holds a two-game lead, and Philadelphia and St. Louis are on the borderline, and then you go one team, San Francisco's above 500, and all the other seven teams are below 500. Bottom three, Washington, Cincinnati, and the Cubs. Ouch. Ouch. Nothing to add. All right. And on that high note, we're going to talk about the AL. Division leaders. You're, give your boy a second. I have a package coming. So JC will take over while he talks about the AL. This was coming I had no idea when, so I apologize. I will step uh, out for like solid couple minutes. Well, you better have an answer when we come back. I will. Just give me a question. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're talking about the AL. The Yankees, 64-game winners so far in the first half, which is phenomenal. Uh, Houston, 59. Minnesota falls off at 50. Then you get to the wild card race, and uh, lo and behold, three of the top four teams – in the wild card racer from the good old AL East. Tampa's one, Seattle's two. They're a dangerous team to watch out for. They're only, uh, what do we say, eight, nine back of uh, Houston, nine back of Houston. But they got a 14-game winning streak going into uh, the uh, first, uh, second part of the season, I should say. Toronto's on the line. And uh, two games back of them is Boston, Cleveland, Baltimore's only three and a half games out of a wild card spot. That's a 500 baseball team. And the White Sox right there as well. And uh, bottom five are not relevant compared to the bottom eight in the NL. So take that, NL. Oakland's hey, horrible. Let's not let's not diss that much on the NL, though. Uh, sure, pal. <laughs> Kansas City and Detroit are both bad. Angels are eh, Texas is eh, and then, like I said, White Sox, Orioles, uh, Cleveland, and Boston all in the hunt, as they like to say in pro football. Technically, everybody's still in the hunt, but talk, about the, te- talk about the teams that actually have a chance. Yeah. So that's a look at that. Uh, an interesting thing happened as uh, this is bottom six in the AL-NL All-Star game. It's 3-2. That's not the interesting thing. Toronto dumped their manager midseason. Charlie Montoyo, this happened uh, right before the All-Star break. Uh, Charlie Montoyo was canned. John John Schneider, the uh, bench coach, is now the interim manager. And uh, an interesting thing with this, Toronto, I think it was about 46 and 42, somewhere in there. They were like right above 500. So if you do 46 and 42, they're four and one with the, uh, the, the, the new manager. But, I mean, it, when this news first broke, subject. when this news first broke, I went, what are we doing? But now that we've had some time, and Bo Bichette's quoted as basically being like, yeah, I can see why they fired him. 
there's something that we're never going to be told about why this actually happened. Because mid-season, they're not a bad team. They're not in a bad spot. You know, like they're they're in a wild card race. They're just they're in a really tough division, and what really kind of sets me off because I still have not seen anything about this. It's got to be a front off, like it's just it's got to be, be a clubhouse, clubhouse. thing. Yeah. It's got to be a clubhouse thing. Because if you're if you're one of your big bats, who's also like one of your your better player, if not one of your best players, and Bo Bichette comes by and says, "Yeah, I'm happy to see it go," then there's got to be something wrong in that clubhouse, and it, it's just not kind of going clicking as well with the managerial staff so in that case i'm happy for the blue jays if they can get rid of a a little bit of a issue on that front and then are starting to still play really good like you said they've won four games under new management and they're starting to kind of still kind of climb back a little bit but when you're in one of the toughest divisions in baseball and you got a bunch of problems on one side that you shouldn't have then yeah that's going to result in a lot of big things if you don't solve it fast looking at espn george springer's quoted as saying quote us as players know things could be better. Things have to be better. We understand what we all can do. It hasn't really shown yet. I think that's the frustrating part. End quote. I mean, I'm not necessarily, and I don't, you know, I don't think it's, I'm not really, I think I'm on the fence on whether it's a good move or not. I mean, like I said, when mm-hmm. I first heard it, I guess we'll see how it plays out. I mean. Uh, Playing out decent so far. Man, it's only the, been the a few thing games, that though. did him in is that one in six road trip where they got destroyed by Oakland, who's terrible, by the way. Mm-hmm. Went one for two in the three game series and then got and they, they weren't didn't get just destroyed by the Mariners. They lost eight to three in game one. Eh, not great. Five two, two one and five, uh, six five. It's not like they were getting yeah. just railed by the Mariners, but you look at Oakland. Five one, five three, and that's against a team that is terrible. They've got the second worst record in baseball, man. That's so. That's probably really what did him in, but uh, I don't know. We'll see how it works out <laughs> down the stretch. But that was too interesting not to talk about because, and this is coming from a guy who's a Bears fan. And, you know, all my teams suck, okay? Toronto is the outlier of teams that I actually watch and enjoy watching that doesn't suck. (laughs) It's weird to see it, Coach. I watched the Bears with Mark Tressman, the CFL coach, play horribly. And he stayed their coach for however long. So it's weird to see a manager of a above 500 team that's hit a cold stretch get canned halfway through the season but there you go it's weirder to see to see another coach carry a couple of nine win seasons and then get get fired but we don't got to go that far but hey (sighs) we we all we all question whether coaches get fired that really didn't work out well for you did he did you know it it either not no but I mean, still, like it's the same thing. You wonder why a bunch of decisions on on the front office come, and it's just like, okay, you guys have been getting us here as a coach, been doing okay, been getting us to like uh, bowl games, championships, at least playoff appearances, <laughs> whatever. And then all of a sudden, and and this goes for all levels of sports, whether it's baseball, soccer, whatever. 
and then all of a sudden, one cold stretch, and it's like, ah, I don't know how we feel about this. Why why did this happen? And then, especially if it is something that's different besides just being a clubhouse thing for, for the Blue Jays and Montoyo, then that's that's what they got to deal with and fine. But at the same time, like you said, you're still above 500. You're in the toughest division in baseball. In any other division, you'd be leading. You'd be tied for second. Mm-hmm. So. so there you go. That's uh, yes, how we feel about that. <laughs> uh, we're talking all-star game we're going to probably have to circle back to this at some point because it just now ended the sixth inning at the time of this wonderful recording AL's winning it. take that NL big L call uh-huh. yourself the big L it's 3-2 yeah. back-to-back AL home runs gets it done from good old and I hate to say good old in front of this guy's name but John Carlos Stanton Hits a dinger, and then Byron Buxton follows it up, and that makes it 3-2. Yeah, Byron Buxton has been hot all year, so it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that he went yard in the All-Star game and standing about took one out of Dodger Stadium again. So, For uh, the Blue Jays, Guerrero's 0-2. Alejandro Kirk is 0-2, and Santiago Espinal has checked in at second base. Big thing for the Blue Jays, Alec Manoa. How about this stat line? One inning pitched, three strikeouts. He accounts for three of the seven AL strikeouts in that rotation of all-stars. Big things for him for years to come. Hopefully he stays with Toronto. Good stat line. Hard to do much better. Indeed. So with that, I think you wanted to talk about the draft. I was on vacation, was not paying an ounce of attention to it. So I'll let you highlight a couple things unless you want to just skip over it and come back to it another day. Just, I mean, a couple of big picks that went out. Obviously got to talk about number one. Um, I think a lot of people found this kind of just interesting because it was um, predicted that Drew Jones from Westland High School out of Georgia, he was going to go number one. Well, he went to the Diamondbacks, falling back just just one spot to number two, the center fielder to Jackson Holiday, the shortstop out of Stillwater, Oklahoma, who was an Oklahoma State commit. The Orioles pick him up to try to, like I said, kind of rebuild that kind of young crew to see if they can go there. Kumar Rocker hopped all the way up to number three, and this was after he decided to say no to the Mets in last year's draft or in a draft two years ago and said, hey, I'm going to take this extra year. I'm going to get better. And he proceeded to go with the Tri-City Valley Cats just with some um, league ball ends up doing really well. Uh, He was picked number 10 overall in last year's draft, uh, like I said, with the Mets. And then now he moved all the way up to number third. He'll get reunited with Jack Leiter, uh, former Vanderbilt player and pitcher teammate as well. And then kind of going back up to another college guy, Jacob Berry was the first overall in-college guy taken. Um, He was taken by the Marlins. That was the utility guy, third base outfielder from LSU. He had an outstanding season. Um, Cade Horton, pitcher from Oklahoma, who I've talked about a lot on the No Place Like Omaha podcast. His last three starts, he had 10-plus Ks. He went 16 Ks, and then he went 13 Ks in the College World Series uh, to help Oklahoma get to that semifinal and to that College World Series championship appearance. And then he goes number seven to the good old Cubbies, which helps because last year he had Tommy John bounce back, looks better than ever. So as long as the Cubs can try to keep him healthy, it's a great first-round pick for them. And then you got Brock's, or Brooks Lee from Cal Poly shortstop. He was high on everybody's draft board. The Twins picked him up. 
And then probably the best catcher and one of the best defensive catchers, I would say, in the draft overall. Golden Spikes finalist um, this year, not Golden Spikes award winner, in Kevin Parada from Georgia Tech. He goes to the Mets at pick number 11. And then probably another big bat as well in Jace Young. He goes to the Tigers from Texas Tech in the 12th pick. So there was a lot of college guys that went good in this draft, but it was a lot. It was high school heavy. It was very high school heavy this year, which was interesting to see. Um, I know it's still high school heavy when it kind of comes through the draft just because guys will get taken. Some guys will turn it down. Some guys will try to work through AAA very young, and it works out for some of them. But this year definitely had a lot of big um, high school names, especially when you got two guys going back-to-back in number one and number two straight out of high school. Both were uh, commits. Drew Jones was committed to Vanderbilt, and then, um, like I said earlier, Jackson Holiday was recruited to go to Oklahoma. So, or Oklahoma State, sorry. But that, that pretty much rounds out the biggest draft picks. That's fascinating to me that that, based on what you've just said there, that that's heavily weighed to high school students or high oh, school yeah. athletes, I should say. It's that is that is interesting. You would think that the uh, college level, when you're, you know, playing the best of the best in most cases, you draft them a little higher, but we'll see how it works out. Within the first five picks, four of them were high school players. Is that a commonality? I mean, to be honest, It's kind of hit or miss depending on the draft pick year because I know back when Dansby Swanson got number one overall and then Bregman was number two, that draft class in 2015 was just outstanding when it came to fielders. And you're seeing a lot of them play in in this year's – in the MLB at the moment. And it was – a lot of it was very infield heavy. You had a lot of big pitchers coming in. Walker Buehler was probably the biggest pitcher to come out of that draft. He's with the Dodgers. Um, And so – I think it kind of flip-flops every year, but I know this, out of the last couple of years, I think this was the biggest high school draft class that they had seen, especially within the top five picks. Because, I mean, as you kind of go through and round out um, everything from the last five, it was a lot of college guys. The next high school guy taken was uh, Jet Williams out of Rockwell, or, yeah, Rockwell Health, or Rockwell Heath, sorry. And he went to the Mets at 14. Uh, Padres got... Uh, Dylan Lesko, he was out of uh, Buford High School in Georgia as well. So, and then it kind of keeps going down through, down through. So, yeah, I, I would say this year was definitely kind of one of those um, odd years when it comes to how many high schoolers were actually taken in the draft. So, in the old All Star game, Santiago Espinal just grounded out Jose Trevino of the uh, New York Yankees, just singled. Against the Devin Williams, Devin Williams of uh, the uh, uh, Brewers, had a moment looking at the logo and just about blanked <laughs> on it. But all right, we're we're good on that. Uh, yeah, we'll be. Uh, I'm sure talking about the draft more uh, here and there. But time to talk about the trip that happened. Yeah, big trip, incarceration, long baby. trip from Monday to. Uh, yesterday, is today, Tuesday, what day is this? Today is today Tuesday. Is Tuesday. We Ooh. are recording this on a Tuesday. We're recording this we're a day, we're recording this a day early, which is surprising, like you said. Anyway, so it was a full week. Dave and Buster's we went to on Monday. I mean, it was cool, but a little underwhelming for what I thought it was going to be. 
Have you ever been to a Dave and nope. Buster's? Not before wow. that. That's tough. So I mean, it was cool. I don't want to put them down. I won a shot glass, so that was that was nice. Got that going for me. Um, Everything with the overpriced friggin' tickets. Good God. You're not lying. We we picked the the lowest one possible, and it was still like twenty bucks. <laughs> that's yeah, and and that's the worst thing, especially like because for the bachelor party that I was on for the wedding that just happened this weekend. We went to Dave and Buster's just on a whim. Like it was not even on the schedule that we wanted to go there. Like nobody <laughs> knew that it was coming. All of a sudden we walked there cause it was like two blocks. So we said, Hey, what the hell? But like you do pay like a good amount of money cause they put a ton of points on your card like that you can get. Uh, but you look at the game prices and those ton of oh, points yeah. all of a sudden become like 12 plays and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And then they want like, 40,000 tickets for, like, even a stuffed animal. And it's like, dude, how the hell am I supposed to spend 40,000 tickets? It's like, even as, if I was a parent and my kid goes, Dad, I'm going to get that by the end of the night. I said, okay, you're getting a job in the morning then. <laughs> like, dude, go go mow lawns at the neighbors, go shovel snow. Like, I am not paying for $40,000 worth of tickets. Unless you're like the ultimate skee-ball shooter and hit 10,000 every time or whatever the, the hell it is. The key for playing. what I did was this particular one in Indianapolis. I don't remember where it was at. Just south of Indy. Uh, had a like a pirate ticket thing. So you put your tickets in and spun it to get a certain amount of tickets. That was the key. Okay. I didn't skee-ball. I didn't do anything fancy. I did that. So when you think about it, $20 for a shot glass is... A bit expensive, but it's yeah. not like crazy, crazy. Uh, had a burger thereafter, solid burger. They had really good nachos too. So I don't know what you guys did, but uh, then you know, uh, getting to see. <laughs> you're not gonna. You gotta continue. Oh, sorry. I, 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 was, I, was, I thought you were, were gonna doing. continue. I was like, oh, sorry. No, we pretty much just we got there. At, I think. Oh, I don't even know what time we got there. <laughs> I can't. I I truly can't remember because like we. All of a sudden, like all we we were like standing on this rooftop bar, and we were like, "Hey, there's a Dave and Buster's." I think it was probably like eleven or midnight, so they had like a couple hours left to go. So we just nobody really ordered food because we had we had eaten a while ago, but we just pretty much had some drinks, played some games. That was about all we did. There you go. Yes, sir. And then followed that up with two days of baseball. Got to uh, go back up to good old Progressive Field in Cleveland, Ohio. That was. Uh, entertaining uh got to you know you've got two types of fans two stereotypes that we got to be around and each one's funny in its own right so the first day we're next to the there's an old man behind us that spends 25 minutes i kid you not basically just reliving the glory days of i remember when my mom bought me a ticket to this place back in 1972 and oh gosh and then this one's probably a meme I'm sure I've seen this in a meme, but this one, there's a guy talking to a girl that's probably, I don't know, I guess they're in their like late 20s, early 30s, and this guy's explaining all these great hockey trades that have happened over the last like year or what have you. Yeah. And all I can see is, you know the meme where they're at the party and the girl looks really uncomfortable and the guy's like whispering something in her ear? Okay, yeah. That's exactly what I imagined, and it was it was one of those where it's like, what are we doing? Like that oh was. Oh my gosh! It was it was good, but yeah, there you I, go. The two stereotypes at a ballpark. 
I was gonna say my like one of my favorite like MLB like broadcaster moments like uh, uh, not like calls but just like broadcasters looking out over the audience besides the kid who did the stare down back in the College World Series when Coastal Carolina won it it was um I don't I don't remember how long ago it was but it, I think it was on like Sunday Sunday Night Baseball and um they were it was this guy talking to his girlfriend and he was like literally making pitch motions and I was like Dude, if that is not any <laughs> former baseball player or just some guy who wished he was there. Yep. Like you you can explain the game to your girlfriend or like to whoever's there that doesn't understand baseball. Like if she understands baseball, good good for him. And the look on her face was, yeah, I I get this and also the <laughs> fact of, please shut up. I don't want to sit here and talk about this. And he's just sitting there. He's like breaking down spin rate, and he's just like, "Oh man, this twelve And they're commenting. He goes, "Yeah, babe, I had a twelve six that was absolutely filthy a couple years ago." And I'm sitting there dying because it's just like you couldn't have oh, you couldn't have called it any better as a broadcaster. Like it was too funny. They were making fun of him so much. Yeah, when I was in high school, there were it was it happened during football more than anything, where you had several girls that did not understand the game of football. And, like, mm-hmm. my thing was, on the one hand, like, yeah, I enjoy explaining it to you. On the other hand, it's just going to take too long to explain to you while we're sitting here trying to watch this game. Yeah. And then as soon as they turn their phone on, it's like, okay, I know I'm boring you. I have, like, five more things to <laughs> you say. You have now like, checked out you. of this conversation. <laughs> but it's like... And the girls who can actually talk, I would love to see a girl completely flip it on the guy. Like, guy has never really been to baseball, and the girl that he goes with is just an absolute just stud, knows every single stat. That of the would team, be awesome. Is a full fan. She's breaking down the spin rate for him. She she's like just sitting here talking, like, oh yeah, his ERA, and like look at his wins loss. <laughs> like he's he's had to go through this team, this team, and just. Like, I would love to see that and just see him just completely dumbfounded. Like, holy shit, I should not be here. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's one of the interesting gatekeeper-esque things you see in sports is a lot of guys, and I don't think either one of us fit in this category, but a lot of guys are threatened by a girl that knows as much about sports as they do or more about sports. And I will say, for me personally, I would love to meet a girl that knows more about sports than I do. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, like my girlfriend, she can talk with the she can talk about the Packers all day long. Like she, she uh, with the pa- I no one cares about the Packers. They stink. I know. I'm just making an example, but she can keep up with that. Aaron Rodgers like, needing to rub Bears fans' nose and the fact that he owns them was the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. We get it, dude. I know. The Bears are horrible. Anyway. Sorry, I had to throw that out there. Not, <laughs> do not like the Packers one bit. I know, you're a Bears fan. I kind of have to, but um, <laughs> I know. And my half my family is Vikings fans, so I'm oh, really in a pickle on that. God. But just the fact that, like, if a girl can talk sports, I freaking love it. Yep. Just because it's it's fun to actually, like, pick their brain about it. Because if they can beat you in the conversation, it's like, well, shit, I just got... <laughs> I, I can't compete with that. It's like you physically beat you like you outbeat me and I love it. There you go. You heard it here first. Pro women knowing more about sports than we do. Jumping off of the sports here for a second, jumping back to our uh Oh, I got a belch there. Uh jumping back to the shows last week. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and uh Poison and Joan Jett performed in Cleveland. 
at the old uh, Brown Stadium. I forgot what it's called. I think it's First Energy Stadium, now that I've said that out loud. Uh, traffic to this was absolutely horrible. I kid you not. That thing was backed up, and I don't know if you've been to Cleveland. I, this is the first time I've been to their stadium. That freaking place was backed up a mile and a half onto the interstate to get into parking for this thing. Oh, I saw more bad driving in the span of getting to this interchange and then looping around trying to find a quicker way and then discovering, yeah, there's not shit for quicker ways. So we're on this interstate. This is, I think it's a three lane, but there's two lanes trying to come into it. Okay. So the interchange has everybody going to the stadium, right? So there's a gotcha. whole bunch of people that are following them that are trying to cut through, you know, solid lines so they don't have to wait. Yeah. This guy with a freaking motorhome trailer fucking thing on the back of him <laughs> cuts through the two lanes. There's two solid lines, and he gets to the point where his stuff is too long to get through. So he's oh, he's no. in front of my car, and there's a car in front of me. And he's to the bumper of that car, and yeah, I uh, the the getting in was an adventure, and uh, a lot of driving in Ohio is no bueno. I mean, it's who it's bad. You know, Iowa's got its moments. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you Iowa drivers don't have their moments, but man, Ohio, a couple of different times, <laughs> not good. But once we finally did get into the show. Joan Jett was solid. Poison was solid. Def Leppard was better than I expected. And Motley Crue was a whole lot better than I expected, too. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you ask RC, I mean, if you listen to the videos, the videos are about what he sounds like. But it's one of those of, like, you know, you're there. You got a couple drinks in you. This is all me. I mean, Motley Crue's got a solid library of music. Oh, yeah. They, they have probably one of the best, if not at least better because if uh, i go to take over an aux cord at any place and was to play like four motley Crue songs there's a chance no matter what the age of the person is they've heard of at least two of the four yeah uh def leopard set was fun for me because they had stuff i liked at the beginning a whole bunch of stuff in the middle i did not care about and then they came back at the end so using my big brain i left strategically when I thought their stuff that I didn't care about started went and used the bathroom got a drink came back and everything I wanted to hear I heard so there you go there's that uh Poison Joan Jett were also good but yeah they uh this group of people that was at this stadium tour knew how to throw them back there was uh two different groups of people there was one that was off to our right it was like this mom or daughter and, like, a couple other people with them. You know you know how when you can tell somebody's taking the great ride to the top of being drunk? Oh, yeah. Yep. And you get, so they're in Def Leppard, and they're still going. They're going, they're going, they're going. Motley oh, no. Crue starts, and they're sitting in their seat. Halfway through Motley Crue, they're either asleep or passed out in their seat. Oh, my and gosh. And there was another one. That was like right off to our side. There's these two. RC didn't think they were the parents of this guy, but I kind of thought they were. There's a guy, his girlfriend, and these uh, older people with him. I thought they were their parents, but 
doesn't really matter. They're getting really annoyed with this guy, right? Yeah. And this is something that I'm single. And this was irritating me to a point. So this guy's okay. girlfriend, so Joan Jett started, I don't know, 4.30, 5 o'clock, whatever, because there's four of them, so it started early. This guy's girlfriend okay. was hunched over. These are seats. So hunched over like she's not doing well before we even got to poison. Now, that's third from last band. That's who got all poison, all the Def Leppard, and all of Motley Crue. So this guy's answer, rather than being like, oh, my girlfriend doesn't feel well. Maybe I should do something for her. I kid you not, this guy habitually came back multiple times during the next three shows with beers. Oh, God. This guy, the, it gets to the point where the two older people, we'll call them that just because we don't know. I don't know if they were related or not, are literally like taking beers from this guy and be like, okay, okay, buddy. You need to, like, Jeez. slow down and take care of this chick. And he still left and got stuff. Good Lord. I'm single, and this irritated the hell out of me to the point where I'm like, all right, someone needs to say something to this guy because what are we doing? Oh, like, dude, I... At I, what I, point? Oh. I mean, yeah, you're probably a little irritated that she didn't handle her liquor as well as you thought she probably should have, but... But in the back of her mind, uh, she had an absolute blast. She was loving it. She was having fun. And it's like if she didn't get to the ha the the half that you wanted her to get to, <laughs> she dude, was having fun till she wasn't. <laughs> she made it through like one band, and I, uh, yeah, but yeah. So she uh, was not having a good time through the last three. Like she moved around, so like there, but there was a couple yeah. of points where she was like not moving, and I'm like, hmm. Somebody should probably, you know, like make <laughs> sure that she's to. like still like with us here. Just give her, give her a little, and I would never, never do this, but just give her a little like flick or tap on the head, and just be like, hey, like, can you, can you a wake tap up real on the quick, shoulder? So I... You don't need to yeah. flick her head. <laughs> walk up just and just like, you flick gotta, her in well, the back. You, you walk up and head, flick though. her in the back of the head. Are you good? If I'm hung over, I'm gonna turn around, sucker well, punch like, you. <laughs> I'm not like trying to say like fully go on. Just, I know like, what you're saying, but that's funny. But like. Almost kind of like just light finger tap on the head. Just be like, try to get her Dude, forehead. Yeah, if that yeah, doesn't work, like, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that was, at least acknowledge it. That was one of those where it's like, this guy gets a girlfriend and gets to do this stupid shit and not give a shit about her. And I'm, I'm more mad about it. And I have no <laughs> relation to either one of you. <laughs> JC's just sitting there and being like, dude, I would outplay you any day of the week she would have a blanket she would have water in each hand she would be sobered yeah, up by that yeah, literally show. it i mean okay you want to buy yourself a beer you're having a good time fine but bring back yes. a bottle of water do something don't don't like, just i come can't back. be the only person yeah. in that situation that was like oh my god what are you doing all right well I'm because I'm that way. I will last longer than my girlfriend will when it comes most to guys will outlast girls it's just the way it is and and it's and it's nothing wrong with that. It's like sometimes women go much harder than us in a shorter stint because it's like they will try to keep up, and then all of a sudden they realize this was a bad idea. Because it's like I know, especially with like my family in general, we go off the wall. <laughs> like especially with like a wedding, holy crap, we go off the freaking wall. And so it's like I'm I know that when she's kind of getting to that point to at least slow her down mix in a water or two and if she keeps if she keeps going i will let her take a nap i will let her kind of regroup do her thing i will check on her i'll make sure she's doing okay 
or if we're if we're at a bar and she wants to go home, I will go home because it's like I've I've had my fun. I can do it. I might have a drink when we get back or whatever because you'll you'll be passed out. I can watch a movie. We can do something like that. But otherwise, I'm I would much rather see you have fun, do your thing. I can do mine later on a night that we flip flop where I'm the one that's supposed to get belligerent but it's like holy crap dude you gotta take care of your lady but i was gonna say the key with what you've said i would have no problem with anything you just said because the key there is you're taking care of your person exactly like you're yeah i'm preaching to the choir deep i'm I'm preaching (laughs) to the choir on this one i can tell but i just had to bring that up of like we got deep man (laughs) i mean you're you're in public so you're probably not leaving the show early because you're just as intoxicated as she is but bring her a bottle of water at least at least know what the hell to do man like Like, have a clue dude oh my gosh what's what's the worst one is is you see I've seen this a couple times in the de- in the bars downtown in Des Moines here where guys will come with a date or come with like a group of girls and the girls will all be off having their fun, whatever. One guy is with one of them or like a couple of guys are the ones that are like the moms of the group will even get drunk and will get wild. And then all of a sudden the one friend that was probably supposed to be the DD or the, the one mom that actually takes care of it goes a little too far. But she's the one with, like, the main guy, and the main guy has done nothing to take care of her. I have seen people go out of their way to, like, help this girl out. You should have just went up and said, hey, I think your date needs a water. Her parents or family would have probably said, all right, by whatever your name is, this guy's in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the deal with that. You know that type of guy that's going to get hyper offended and butt hurt by that? Oh, one. That's the type of guy I was dealing that was like dealing with this problem. So I'm like, you know, like I said, if she would have gotten to the point where she was like not moving for not I will say, I was a couple deep at this point. But if you oh, get yeah. to the point where you're not moving for like an extended period of time, somebody should have done something. But you yeah. know, she got up, she moved, you know, once the the thing was done, she seemed all right, mostly. <laughs> well, but, that, that's why even I said, because my girlfriend will need to take a nap, and then she'll be right back at it. She'll she'll take a power nap, chug a water, and then she'll come right back, hang out with us. It'll be the end of the night, because, like, especially on family holidays, we just, we like to just keep talking. We'll play cards. We'll do all that, and that's what I've grown up on, so I will at least check in on her every every time that I need to, like halfway through the game or whatever. If I, like, lose a hand, I'll go check on her. And then all of a sudden she'll just be right back and she'll be sitting there and then we're all laughing like it was normal. Because my dad will do the same damn thing. <laughs> yeah, so that's my that's my single person rant for the podcast. Like I said, I normally it's not something I'd even bring up, but it's it was just one of those of That's too funny. Uh, it just ground my gears. That was it's that was aggravating. It. What what's even more aggravating sometimes though too is you go out like with with the boys, you go out with a group of guys, and then all of a sudden you get the one guy who you know that you need to take care of, whatever. <laughs> and then you think he is good because he will keep telling you that he's good and it's like, Oh yeah, we we've hung out with him so much, like he he's fine, he can handle it. And then all of a sudden he starts passing out or whatever. <laughs> oh my well, there you go. That's uh, not where I thought this conversation would, would land, but 
I we had to bring. A, we had a deep note. Good for us. I, I had to bring it up because I know you have a girlfriend, and it it was just one of those that. Uh, I was gonna say the last concert we went to, we sat next to a group of people that was fun as hell because we didn't know who we were sitting next to, and it was Hank Williams Jr. So there were two things that were gonna come out of this, actually three. One, we were either gonna get sat next to the bums who did not. <laughs> who like enjoyed the music but did not want to have fun talk whatever that was the group in front of us <laughs> the second group was we're gonna see all those people that just get way too drunk way too fast all the the hick type people that are like fully screaming in the ears whatever yada 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 and it's not gonna be as enjoyable and there was finally the third group which i'm so happy we got stuck with these two it was another couple and they sat sat right next to us, and about oh, it was at the end of the like the main opener guy, and because there was Riley Green and then Hank Williams, and then there was like another kind of up and coming artist that opened up for both. The husband fiance tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Hey, you guys like drinking games?" And I was like, I looked over at my girlfriend and I was like, "Yeah." Got asked if we liked a drinking game, and she goes. What is it? And immediately I was like, all right, this might have been a bad idea because we don't know what we're getting ourselves into. Every time there was a mullet, we took a drink. So oh, God, there... you guys were done like two hours after oh. that. Surprisingly, <laughs> we, surprisingly not because we would sit there and we would talk because like the two girls got along really well. Me and him got along extremely well. And we're sitting there all laughing, having a good time. But then one of us would scream out, mullet, mullet. And then we would just cheers it, take it. But it, it was just That's actually funny. fun to get stuck next to another good group of people, which was awesome. That is too funny. Well, I love I, it. I, well, your experience sounds better than mine. <laughs> hey, as long as you had some uh, beers, you had a good time. I mean, the concert was good, but the, uh, that, well, well, that, that, move, that guy a... irritated me a lot. Well, and I was wasn't the only one then. that was irritated because was RC was just, getting on him? Yeah, well, uh, yes, but no. No one ever said anything to him because the couple in front of that older couple in front of us was dealing with him. Oh yeah, and but you, he and said you can't the really... same. He said the same thing that I did afterwards. Of like, oh, what is that? It's like, but, dude, you got to take care of her. You got to at least help her out, kind of like. So there's the I, PSA yeah. for the show for this particular episode of. Uh, if you got a chick that gets drunk at a concert that you're dating or engaged or whatever the hell, take care of her. Jesus, yes, it shouldn't be this complicated. If she gets a little too drunk, that's fine. Let her do her thing. Help her out. She'll probably bounce back like all of them usually do because they'll get a second wind and they'll keep going. <laughs> so there you go. That's Motley Crue concert. Um, well, how was the other one? <laughs> so Ink sold out. It was an interesting time, and I have a couple of uh, interesting epiphanies with this. They're not as politically charged as this is going to sound, but here's the thing. I got bodied by people more in this show in these three days than I did all of last year put together. Oh, Lord. And what I mean by that is, for those that haven't been to this sort of thing, it's standing room only. You're out in the uh, uh, outside for this. You're on, like, kind of a concourse, like grass or yeah. concrete yeah. block, whatever, yeah. 
I got sho- I got shouldered. People were like walking oh. through me. And the only difference, and this is, you know, take it politically charged, not politically charged, whatever you want to do with this. There were no COVID restrictions this year. Okay. I have the theory that there is a faction of people that were there that were the I dare you to fight me type, basically, as I'm going to act like a dick to you. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to see if you're going to react. The reason I say that is because, so this happened, I want to say Friday. The the headliners, Corn, Papa Roach, Three Days Grace. Three Days Grace was amazing, by the way, uh, for the Friday stuff. Papa Roach is good if you haven't seen him. Uh, he the, He's in Sioux City and Dubuque coming up, I think, in September or uh, August. I don't remember. But they were good. But I, you know me well enough. I don't necessarily get, like, I don't want to fight people in general. You're not. You, you probably, I can tell you right now from, like, everything that I've known from you within the last two years, you'll get to that peak point of, like, where you're annoyed and you'll speak it, but you're not going to throw hands. Like, you're not ready to just body. Yeah, I'm not the type that wants to throw hands. I got out of the group and went over and I got, I think, a a hot dog, or not a hot dog, a uh, nachos after this. I wanted to fight somebody. (laughs) I was pissed. I mean, it's it blows my mind at the end of the day that, and, and, you know, I'm not that type of person. Oh, yeah. But... It blows my mind that there are people out there that this is supposed to be fun for everybody involved. This is supposed to be, you know, you get to meet all these great people and do all this stuff. I just don't get that attitude set. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, I'm going to act this way. Anyway. It's like you're not going to be a total douche. You're not going to try to just piss people off. It's like I you want to be there. You want to have fun, meet people, and yeah. just like enjoy your time. And I, and like and like I'm going to say here, I fully acknowledge not every person's going to be able. You're not going to be able to hear them with as loud as it is. Of like I'm a sorry or whatever, but yeah. an acknowledgement. And when you're like running through me to the point where I spin in like a 270, where oh, I'm basically yeah. doing a 360, that's not accidental. Or you're oh a dumbass, gosh. one of the two. Well, me and like, that one, yeah. if you, either you're just stupid as hell, or you're being a douche, and either one is not great. Anyway, I probably digress. The worst, <laughs> the worst concert experience that I had was at uh, Machine Gun Kelly. At um, that sounds right. They, He's an idiot it, too. Well, it's where they hold River Riot. And I forget where that's at, but it's just out outside of Council Bluffs. It's the same con- or like same grounds that hold River Riot. And so I was actually excited because it was like um, my girlfriend loves him, so like she got us tickets, and like they were cheap or like decently cheap. One, we got there, I think at what was it? It was like three o'clock, I think, because or three or five, something like that, because they said gates open here. And so we all thought everybody did that the concert was going to start like at. 3.30 or 5.30, I forget when it was. No, we stood in line for another freaking hour from when everybody got there, and we even got there early Yikes. to get a good place in line to kind of get through so we could at least get into a decent spot while we got – it was standing room only as well. Um, they did have, like, a big berm that you could, like, go sit on, which is what we probably should have ended up doing because it was not worth standing in the freaking pit. But so we well, got the there. Pit's one thing. Sorry to interject oh, yeah. here, but the pit's no, one you're, you're thing. Fine. You know, you yeah. get 
you if you're in the pit, you know what you're getting yourself into. This was yeah. not even close to the pit in my situation. So anyway, pick oh, up where shit. you're at. We were I mean, I think by the time he came on, we were still in the pit and it was just all these these bands and it was just like a bunch of opening acts that were like you really hadn't heard them before unless you were like true big fans and like there was one opening act that was really good they kept the con or they kept the whole entire audience into it like um it was one guy with great big dreads and it was another guy um who was who was white so like it was a good group because they had just they had a good vibe to them like they were super nice like they were fun they kept us into it and they actually were the best opening act of the show then we get to Machine Gun Kelly, and everybody is packing in, packing in, packing in. And I think one of the couples or, like, groups that we were trying to, like, hang out with wanted to move up front, so we're all moving through. And she's one of those people, my girlfriend is, who just beelines through everybody because she's 5'2". <laughs> she tries to beeline through everybody. And I'm like, you cannot do this right now because one of us is going to get checked, and the other one's going to get literally. One of us is going to get into a fight that we don't want to get into <laughs> because one, you're going to be taking on a bunch of drunk punk rock guys who have no care in the world and just constantly going at it. Well, so we get up to this one group and we're sitting in the middle and they're all bitching at us because we keep trying to push through when half of them are not even like they're literally inside each other, like chest to chest because you can't move while you're down there and I was like oh my gosh this is where I die because I'm just gonna get either <laughs> trampled on or I'm I, or I'm gonna die of heat exhaustion because I'm in there and I was like oh my lord and so finally thank god we got out of there but the guys that we were standing with were honestly dicks yeah because they would just like we kept telling them we're like hey we're supposed to save this spot for somebody they're coming right back with a drink and they knew the person oh and they're like oh no they're fine like let them leave we'll, we'll open it back up nope never did so we ended up moving out of there but it's like i understand that there are some people that are huge fans that like don't want to move from their spot all day they got like the bag strapped to their leg they're ready to go they got the stadium pal they're sitting there but it's like at least be a little bit cordial it's like everybody paid money to get into this some people are smarter than others don't be just the drunk asshole well said so that's uh the first day of ink uh saturday was good as well Got to see an up-and-coming band called Nearly Spent. That was pretty fun. Uh, the highlights of the day, Avatar was really good. If you haven't uh, seen them, check them out. Highlight of the day for me was Theory of a Dead Man, and that was a lot of fun. They got a lot of really good tunes. Uh, moving to Sunday, it rained. The festival didn't start till noon. It was soggy. Big, big, <laughs> big soggy. Big moist if you will oh oh no this we is one of the this is listeners. one of the clips that's going on tiktok moist if you will <laughs> you're gonna piss off 90 percent of the audience they're gonna be like hey nope, you know sorry, what any publicity is good publicity okay just to spin off here so <laughs> one of my co-workers he literally says that because you will so we work in the hunting industry right you're gonna make a lot yeah. of people mad buddy exactly i know so you shoot an animal right and sometimes it's the best and the worst thing for you because yes you get labeled as an animal killer or whatever depending on especially depending on what species of animal you're trying to hunt whatever go on <laughs> 
But the fact of the matter is, as long as people keep talking, your stuff gets pushed everywhere. That's the key. As long as someone's, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm somebody that's going to listen to this is going to go, what about the like extreme stuff? I'm not talking about the extreme stuff of like, oh yeah, the stuff that, yeah, okay, that's not. And good we're not publicity. assholes. Yeah, well, for the most part. <laughs> well, yeah, it depends. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. For the most part, any publicity is good publicity. But looking at Sunday, a lot of good things there. Again, it rained all day. And then you, uh, during the day, they had really good nachos. I will say food prices have gone through the ceiling since last year. Holy cow. RC bought a... beer prices. (laughs) Well, beer went from 8 to 12. So that was 12. Yeah, that was for... Cherry Limeade Seltzer, Bud Light Seltzer, shout out, really good. I paid it. It was fine. I paid it. I'm not I'm not sad about it whatsoever. Uh, My wallet is, but everything's <laughs> well, it's a once a year thing, so yeah. Oh yeah. So there were really good nachos there that were seventeen. For this one dollar less you could get this tiny bowl of mac and cheese with like bacon on it or something. So funny story. Solid. Well, so RC goes and gets that. I look at the portion. I look at him and go, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I go and get. So from the time we walked from the mac and cheese thing up the hill to this uh, nacho uh, rice bowl thing that's got chicken, I order the drunken chicken nachos, which are as good as they sound. He finishes the mac and cheese that he started with. And then got nachos after it. That's how small the freaking mac and cheese was. Damn. Um, met a met a cool couple from Ohio. Apparently, Ohio and Iowa are like brothers. So that was something I didn't know. That's cool. Boy, if only the Big Ten th- or thought that. Holy shit! <laughs> Gosh, that um, is a complete one eighty. Yeah, got a nice bottle opener from the parlor. Uh, root beer thing. Get a load of this name. Best fucking root beer. That is top shelf. Uh, so that's met, met them there. That was cool. Their, their root beer was excellent. Um, trying to think of what else to highlight there. Man, the merch line was long. Um, <laughs> didn't need merch because I bought it ahead of time, like the big brain move, but... Yeah, there you go. Incarceration 2022 is in the books. You want a lot to see a lot of videos, check out Heavy Metal Forever on Facebook. We've got some here at the Covert Show, but nothing to the level that they, uh, them at Heavy Metal Forever did. So check them out if you're wanting to relive the show or see the show, period. So with that, I've got some entertaining. Uh, it it kind of relates to what we talked about earlier. But okay, your boy got back on Tinder. Okay. Oh, all right. Hold on. <laughs> I'm. I. I gotta. I gotta at least walk to the fridge for this story. Hold on here. <laughs> I gotta walk to the fridge. Sorry if the fan drowns us out, but holy crap, that that's that's a start, JC. Good well, lord, well, I love it. It's a start, and you're gonna love where the story goes even more. I'm gonna Please let you. Enlighten. I'm gonna let you settle once you get your whatever you're getting out of the fridge. I'm I'm getting a Sonic hard seltzer because honestly, when I want to mix it up, these things have been bomb. I got the Ocean Pack, and I got a Melon Melody. They're pretty damn good. Melon so. Melody. Wow. I've got a 
Bud Light, Seltzer, Sour, Water, Malone. Oh, that's right. tasty. Hit so with it. I, I've got you know I don't really open up a lot about the uh, any any personal thing, but I got a kick out of this, and you probably will too. So I've got Bumble and I've got Tinder, right? So hopping on it all. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know, it's time to see it. It's see if there's something out there for me. To this point, spoiler alert: there's not. <laughs> I mean, online dating's a fucking joke. If I'm being honest, oh, but, dude, it is. So anyway, I'm going through Tinder. This happens, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. I have been banned from Tinder now. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can send you the picture. Oh, I, I screenshotted it. I have not been given an explanation why. And, uh, yeah, so oh that ends that party abruptly. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know how it happened. I've heard of people getting banned before, but... I mean, none of my, and you're going to be amused with this, but none of my pictures were provocative that you would think that I would have gotten banned oh, man. from Come on. Tinder. But oh, yeah, there Lord. you go. I've, uh, since, funny. since I've gotten one match on Bumble, so we'll see how it goes. But Tinder, oh, my goodness. I, I got banned from Tinder. Uh, I can't find the picture now. That's but yeah, too- so. Oh, my gosh. I, and I, you know, it's one of those, like, I looked at the rules when they sent out the, yeah, you're done. And I really, I don't know what would have caused it. <laughs> Man. So. You are the last, like, honestly. Literally, right? <laughs> the last person that would get <laughs> banned from that thing. Holy I, uh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. No, I can't. Oh, here we go. Let me let me give it get it over to you here. But oh, yeah, dude, that's so too funny. And I'm gonna post it coming up to <laughs> as part of our you know rah rah. This is this is the show. Check it out. But I I don't I don't know what I did. I think to, for me that's the funniest part of like okay you know if I did something I said something. But there was oh, not man. a match. There wasn't a match during it. So. That, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I've been thrown off a Tinder. So that. Okay. Looks- Here. Here's the image. <laughs> what the? What? I. That, at least explain why. Like, it tells me all nothing. It, all this says is you. You have been banned from Tinder. Um, it's important to us that Tinder is a welcome and safe space for everyone. I can tell you from, like, friend experience and just shit, it is not. <laughs> Unfortunately, we found that you have violated our terms terms of use. At least give a reason Here's for my thought. it was. I think they banned me because they didn't turn their difficulty down. Because maybe they got mad that I didn't get enough matches, so they're just like, "All right, you're clearly not going to be able to do this. You're gone." That's oh the only. I didn't do it. How? I would. I just never got an explanation. But I would love to know what exactly the problem was. Oh my gosh! That so is, there that you is go. Honestly, one of the funniest things <laughs> I have heard. <laughs> I I don't even know. Besides you now, I don't 
and this is not like a, a backhand or anything. No, I you're do good. No, I don't know anybody that has been banned from Tinder. <laughs> so there you go, number <laughs> one, baby. Let's go. <laughs> for you to be the person, that is extremely shocking. Because holy shit. So yeah, I tried to put myself out there, and the world was like, nah. Try again, <laughs> buddy boy. Yeah, so we'll we'll I'll update you if anything exciting happens. Maybe I'll get thrown off a of bumble too. You never know. Dude. That would be more impressive because the girl is supposed to make the first move. So if I somehow get thrown off a of bumble. See, your pickup line for that is, hey, by the way, I'm reporting you. <laughs> hasn't met you, hasn't like done anything. First text ever, just I'm <laughs> yeah. reporting you. Oh, by the way, we matched, but I matched yeah, just way, to report your account because you look sketchy as hell. By the way, heard you got thrown off a of Tinder. Bumble, bye. <laughs> that is, dude, oh my gosh. I knew you'd I, appreciate it. I mean, I'm sure maybe, maybe, oh, dude. maybe the internet will appreciate this story too. I mean. They gotta. I mean, holy <laughs> crap. I mean. If you're if you're listening to this on the Instagram or if you're listening to this on on the TikTok, if you have been thrown off of Bumble or Tinder, please comment. Tell us why. <laughs> we will, and if you allow it, we will throw it out there. We're and gonna we swap make, stories about how we have yeah, thrown off swap of Tinder. Stories. Please, good lord! I mean, hell, that is. Send us a video explanation too. Like, we'll if if it's on TikTok, send us a duet with this and just be like, hey, by the way. Oh my gosh, I would love to see that if people were w- willing to send it out, especially if it's like even just a tiny bit risky and it's not like the big risky, like especially <laughs> being guys, what I know some of us are dumb enough and capable to do by sending shit. But I mean, <laughs> that's too funny, man. And, I, oh and the gosh. thing is, like, like I said, it's hard to send something when no one ever matches. So yeah. the funny part is I'd only been doing it for like a week. I don't know, less, probably less than a week. The and then you know, and, and now it's it's gone. But yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's the entertainment of the. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got to pair that up with my diatribe about how you know take care of your chick, Jesus, dude. Oh my gosh. Take care of your chick. Take care of your Tinder, JC. Come on. <laughs> I did take care of it. It's out of my hands now. <laughs> now we're on the, now we're it, on the bumble train. I don't think um, it is coming back because I can't appeal it. <laughs> I got to use a different email now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use the Covert Show email. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check out the Covert Show on Tinder. We got comedy for you. That's... Check oh out the Covert Show on Tinder. If you match, you have to listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blocked. <laughs> oh, and now this show is actually shut down. Yeah, uh, if we weren't canceled before, we are canceled <laughs> now. Holy So, shit. yeah, no, but, yeah, from what I sent you, there's no appealing it. It's done. They're not even They're not even hearing appeals because That's, I think dude. they sent me an email that followed this. Out. Like, I see if I can find it. Because that pic... Oh, yeah. Um, no, because the thing I sent you is like, yeah, so we made the decision to remove you from the platform, blah, blah, blah. So you're no longer able to access your account or create new accounts in the future. And let me see if I can find the email. I need some good vamping music that I don't have for... <laughs> do, 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 do. Let's see, where is it? 
Uh, let's see. Yeah, maybe it didn't. Uh. Oh, my Lord. Oh, here you go. Your account has been banned for violating blah, blah, blah. Uh, to promote safety, this decision is final, so you'll no longer be able to access your account or create a new account in the future. So, what? yeah, shout out to Tinder. They're having none of it. They don't give you an appeal. That Dude, there have been worse people shut down. There was a Tinder swindler. There was a guy who was literally robbing people blind. <laughs> He's probably still and on there. <laughs> probably, I wouldn't doubt it. There was there was a Netflix special about the bastard. Good lord! I mean, all right, Netflix. I'm ready to talk about my experience now. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get a knock on my door in the good old Winterset, Iowa. <laughs> Hi, and there's a camera crew. Hello, we would like to talk to you about your your podcast host. And I was like, yeah, okay, why? Did we make it big? Holy shit, we finally did it. No, he got kicked off a of Tinder. Oh, let well, me we're tell about you. To Come make, on. We're about to make it big. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. Let me grab you a bush latte. Oh, we'll talk oh, about man. it. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, my. On today's edition of Well, That Happened. <laughs> on today's episode of How Fucked Is Fucked Up, that's fucked up. <laughs> I know what's wrong with it. It ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> it ain't got no gas in it. I know what's wrong with it. It ain't got no lacks in it. Oh my gosh, dude, that is. So there you go. Well, we bring we try you. to bring you entertainment on this show, and I think we've it, done that today in multiple facets. You know, we got a real serious segment earlier. We're about to open freaking Pokemon cards. I'm talking about it. my failed internet love life attempt. We're we're just. We're touching all the bases today. We got them all, man. We love it. Uh, and speaking oh, of man. bases, top nine, AL, three, NL, two. Yes, sir. J.D. Martinez is at the dish. Santiago Espinal just walked. Let's see. Bender on the mound for the National League at the moment. Oh man, it, I've I've had this game honestly kept on the whole way. It it's been entertaining for like a, a defensive duel. It hasn't really been. And, and this is what I'll say: I, when it comes to baseball, I know it can be boring, but honestly, for me, it's more of the funner, or not funner isn't even a word. Funner, wow. Nick. Yeah, I know. It's one of the most fun to watch, just because. Think about it. Now in football, in the Pro Bowl. The if you Pro touch Bowl doesn't somebody, mean jack squat. Yeah, if you touch somebody, it's a flag. This like, is one of the few that may actually means something now. Yeah, it, it's skill based. Because like, granted, well, that and the winner hosts, it. or at least they used to. The winner used to host the World Series. Yeah, so they get <laughs> so, home like, field advantage. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, like, yes, the personalities are great, especially this year. Because, I mean, there was a commercial that just popped up. Albert Pujols was in it. Miguel Cabrera was in it. You got all the young kids that are coming in. Um, not kids. Well, Guerrero, baby. Yeah, Guerrero, Acuna. Everybody was arguing that Jordan Alvarez should have been in it. That's a whole different can of worms that <laughs> is not as serious as I'm going to get into. Um, Shohei Otani was in. Um, but, I mean, still, you get all these young guys that are coming up with it, and then you get all the older guys that are getting their last shots and everything like that, and that have still had great careers that deserve to be in all-star games. 
it, it is skill-based. It is strictly skill-based because you know why? Because pitchers still have to execute pitches. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to throw a fastball down the middle for everybody to hit a home <laughs> run. No. The Dodgers' best pitcher was on the mound, 11-0. and His ERA was a 2.09 or 2.02. Gave up back-to-back nukes to Buxton and Stanton. How how can you Emmanuel Classe in to close it out the uh, Guardian right hander, also Liam Liam Hendricks of the White Sox former Blue Jay threw a third of an inning in there as well. He did so, but I mean, like even the NBA the NBA All Star game. Well, they don't play defense a, in that. N- no, what the a goal ju- is I to mean, who can score two hundred. <laughs> yeah, I mean until it gets to a until it gets to a team that can actually get me two hundred. I might watch, but I am not going to sit down and watch an NBA game that does not have defense. Oh uh, yeah, I don't like the NBA either, so it all works out. No, I have I, mean, I tried to. I've watched one game in the last decade. It was a playoff game, and I turned it off before it got to halftime because the ticky tack fouls were like it made the game unwatchable. The so, NBA to me now, like I. I have not just been able to sit and down. College and watch basketball a game. is miles better. Oh, dude! And I'm not even talking. You know, March Madness is one of the top three sporting events of the year. I don't throw, think there's throw very out many March. But I was going to say, yeah, throw out March regular season exactly. college basketball. Oh yeah, I mean you like the ACC Big Ten Challenge that sort of thing. Like it's better than pro basketball. Yeah, you get all the you get all the conferences that mix together. They have their big challenges. You get all the games that conference tournament basketball. Oh my gosh, dude! It's it's literally insane because like there will be you can watch a Wednesday game, yeah, college basketball, and it could be like Sam Houston and Marshall. I don't know why those two teams came to it, but for example, Sam Houston yeah. and Marshall. It could come down to a buzzer beater, and you could be sitting in a Buffalo Wild Wings. That's the last game on, and you're glued to the TV yeah. because you're like, holy crap. Like there, were, there have been eight lead changes in the last three minutes. There's been like turnovers all, all across the board. Like You're sitting there just glued to the TV with college basketball, and granted, somebody's going to comment and be like, college basketball is stupid. It's just a bunch of guys who want to make it to the NBA. It's like, dude, you have guys in the NBA that are walking because they get paid $90 mm-hmm. million dollars don't get called on it, and then whine because their team that got built because you built the front office, and yes, I am actually talking about LeBron James. I will <laughs> say it out loud. You can't win a playoff with a good team, and you're on the Lakers. Yeah, like basketball dude. is one of those rare sports. And college football is good, but pro football is slightly better. College baseball is good. Pro baseball is better. Yep. But basketball is like the one. College hockey is really fun to watch. Pro hockey's better, but basketball is the one sport to me that you watch and you go, I think college basketball is better. The I, effort's I 90 agree. times better. The defense is better. The fouls, I have, again, this is coming from someone that hasn't watched pro basketball in years, but the foul calls are probably better. It, it's, it's, it's just an interesting it's, phenomenon. It's, more well-rounded like it's an actual game it's not trying to and i mean yes there are nba games where it is it's entertaining to watch because yes there are teams that come back at the second half but at the same time it's like you were you guys are pros you should be able to do that and i you could say that for any sport because i even made the comment before we came on the show 
that how can you get a lineup in MLB that is so bad that you can't you can't be middle of the pack every year or you guys can't be just at or below 500 every year like there's no possible way and there still is in all sports yes well, i understand the, that there ask is a way the old detroit lions cleveland exactly. browns how, we're going to jump a whole different topic here and we'll I guarantee you we'll talk about this in another podcast, but oh, yeah. how the hell does Cleveland let Baker Mayfield walk? Exactly. What are you doing? You've got the first time you've had a quarterback that's relevant since the 1980s. You've got a quarterback that got you to the playoffs. Not only that, you fucking romp Pittsburgh in the first round. And you're bringing in Deshaun Watson? What are we doing? There's nobody that can explain to me why that's a thing. But there's that. Also, two strikeouts of Schwarber and Garrett Cooper. As I think your mic died. And now it's Classe's down the one out to work with before giving the AL a big old W. The better league. All right. Well, I think we dropped him. <laughs> My hey, Browns. By the way, I accidentally muted the phone. I have no <laughs> idea how I just. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, he's really quiet about this." All right. He thinks the Browns. This is the greatest idea on the planet. How long? Okay, so can I ask a question? How long was I out? I don't know. I mean, we started that conversation, I would guess, 35, 40 seconds. Did you? I I don't even remember where I would have left off. I was, like, trying to, I think I, like, accidentally, like, tried to move my phone. And as I was sliding my finger back, like, I accidentally pressed the mute button because I've got the phone call pulled up here. Because I think I was trying to answer, like, a text or something. But that Uh... is hilarious. But yeah, so we'll talk about this in a later podcast, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. But what in that? What are you doing? You have been non-relevant. You and the Lions had a race to see who can be the worst franchise since I've been alive. It's, we've and you been alive. finally have a quarterback in Baker Mayfield in a North that's <clears throat> stupid good, by the way. Yeah, Lamar Burrow, whatever the hell concoction Pittsburgh's going to throw together now. Yeah. And you were relevant, and now you're like, nah, bring on Deshaun Watson, who we don't even know whether or not he can play. Exactly. Because yeah, I think I think that's where my mic dropped because I did say he was on a, he's on a court case because he's got 44, 42, 44, whatever charges against him. Oh yeah. Also, the, or the AL Jake won, Cronenworth strikeout. By Emmanuel Clase, the better league has officially won 3 2. AL for life, baby. But throwing it back to that, Deshaun Watson, like you said, we don't even know if he can play. What are the Browns doing? If I'm a Browns fan, I'm irate right now. I'm pissed. What are you doing? I am. You've got a quarterback that I think. And I don't know if, you know, Super Bowl is always one of those that will get tossed around. I don't know about that. But they would be a perennial playoff team. Baltimore can't get out of their own way. Pittsburgh won't be as good. 
and Cincinnati's going to be a powerhouse for uh, however long. So there's a wild card spot in that field for the Browns. Yeah. And probably the Ravens, although the Ravens are a team, and we'll get to sports betting and all that coming up August, September, whenever football uh, starts Rolls for around. college and all that. But Baltimore's a team that irritates the shit out of me because I'll put money on them to win, and then they choke. But anyway... The Browns are now banking on Deshaun Watson. Panthers who, fans are Panthers fans are just cheering for joy, but at the same yeah. time, they got they got a good draft pick. They got a very good dark horse quarterback from Ole Miss, and I mean he's there. There are ways to build it because now they have three quarterbacks. Granted, Sam Darnold, and like we said, we'll talk about this there. But as, as I have the point, Sam Darnold came from the Jets, came to the Panthers, and did. Better than, in, in my opinion, better because he at least had some protection. He had yeah. a team that could at least be there. He wasn't on the Jets. That's where he that. Wasn't that's on the it. Jets. That's the whole conversation piece there. But you have a draft pick I mean, quarterback. If, if I'm Carolina, I'm doing a cartwheel oh. because you landed oh, yeah. a great quarterback. I don't yes. care about Sam Darnold, and and I mean that's this no. up and coming guy is going to be a backup anyway. So yeah, yeah I'd, I'd bring him in too. But yeah. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, being in Cleveland for that uh, two days for the baseball game and then the Motley Crue concert. There were a lot of people, you know, obviously wearing Cleveland Browns stuff, and there was a lot of conversations being had about their their situation. I mean, I don't get it, but... Nobody does. Like I said, we'll touch on that. And this is a perfect time to bring up another thing that has to do with that. We're, we're hitting all the bases in this show. Hex bugs oh, yeah. have been found. It's official. Well, They'll yeah. be back. We got to do a way better job of, <laughs> and I say shouldn't say we because you know, yeah, this, but we, this was single handedly on me last year. We kind of quit after like week seven because it was a lot of work, a pain in the ass, and I tried to post them all in one day. We're using our big brains this year, and we're going to change <laughs> that up. You know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But hex bugs have been found, and. uh unofficially officially can confirm that they will be uh, back for season two. You know, maybe this time we'll actually do the whole year. Look at me throwing shade against myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Somebody's so, got to. <laughs> well, because I'll throw, if, I throw shade if, against myself all the time. If I don't, nobody else will. That's not even oh, remotely man. true, but we're going to pretend it's true. So those <laughs> are going to be coming back. Um, yeah. And we've got some big things coming up in August. Big things. We're not. We're not going to be telling you any more than that. We're not hitting yet. Uh, but it'll be fun. It'll be, if nothing else, if it's done right, we'll have a lot of highlights for TikTok. So uh, yeah. there's that. And now, one hour oh. and thirty minutes in, we're finally going to get to the 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 section of this podcast. I know everybody's been waiting for. You stuck around for it long enough, we'll deliver it. And this will be posted all over everything anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> got to get the old camera set up here. I but got mine ro- ready to roll. We got to share yours. We haven't shared your last two because the one didn't download right. Uh, but Speaking of that, let me, let me switch out at my big boy 4K mode. 4K was, mode, wow. I was filming some... Filming some animals yesterday. I was doing my job. Trying you got to get, some get good that. Content. Every every pixel matters. Oh yeah. 
if I can, you know, find check him setting. out. Check him out on uh, TikTok as well. I he got does some great, some content great work when it comes to uh, video shooting these animals. So, yes, I got some good content coming up this week. Actually, I did get did get some good deer filmed last night, so it should should be should be good to go. So but there you go. Check him out. We HD. tag him all the time, so you gotta check him out. Um, you know, while we're shouting everybody out here, check out RC and the good old Heavy Metal Forever on Facebook. They've got an Instagram, but much like our Instagram, he's not a huge fan of it, doesn't like Instagram, but that's why Nick runs the Instagram for the Covert Show. So, yes, Because sir. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you going first? I can, yeah. Let me get the good old. All right. You're going to fire it up. Camera is rolling. So we, we decided to go again, like we said earlier. We got the Astro Radiance Pack, the Sword and Shield. Hopefully this time it'll be a little bit better of an opening. My apartment is absolutely steaming. I can't even open it with my freaking teeth. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Pause the podcast. We're getting a knife. Pause the podcast. Good God. My, the amount of times that I think I've walked out of my room with my camera rolling on both podcasts, <laughs> I think it's absolutely insane. Don't worry. We got a knife. Knife, <laughs> in, the, you... knife in the podcast. Everybody stay <laughs> me... safe. Let me see what you have. A knife. No. That's like one of yeah, my favorite that's... like vines or TikToks. Vines. Ooh, he's throwing it back. All right. I'm going to shuffle these up because I definitely like doing that just because you never know what you're going to get. And you'll see my face if I get a good card. But we got the code for you there. Hopefully it's in focus. We got it thrown up there. So as we go, we got the Astral Radiance pack. Like we said, we got the Palkia cover for this time. I also have another one that I picked up earlier today. But starting it off, we got an Azelf, Psychic Type, 70 HP. Starting off slow once again. I think Nick might go 0 for 2 on this week. Oh, man. Ooh, ouch. Well, <laughs> we got a Psyduck. So, yeah, that's over. <laughs> Psyduck, Psyduck should HP. be an automatic L. I know. It, until he evolves into Golduck. We got a Chatot, 70 HP on that one there. We got a Trainer. Boom. Always love those. We got a Yag or a Yen Mega. I haven't seen one of those in a while. So far, the highest. We got 120 on the HP there. We got a Grass Bug type Pokemon. Got an Electric Energy. Always need those in the back pocket. Boy, I haven't seen this Pokemon before. Avalug. Must be one of the newest generations. Avalug, 140 on that. Like We haven't been fully caught up with the generational repeats <laughs> or new generations there. He does have, he's got Mountain Gale. It's 100 and plus of an attack. That's literally what wow. it says. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, we got a Combi. Still starting off absolutely horrible. Nick will go over two. We got another Barboach with the cool kind of like little Radiant card there. That's two Barboaches and three packs that we opened <laughs> up. 60 HP. Oh, man. Tough go to again. It, just to keep it going. We got a Togepi. 50 HP on that. And then, oh. All right. Oh. Probably it's still it's still low, but we got a Scyther. We got it at 90 Ooh, HP there. Scyther. I nice. do like Scyther. Scyther's, fun fact, Scyther was actually one of my first Pokemon ever caught in Pokemon Go, I think. There you go. Right? Scyther fun was fact that he thinks he knows. Doesn't, doesn't yeah. have the confidence <laughs> to know for sure. <laughs> It was a long time when Pokemon <laughs> Go first started, and so, we opened it up. 
<laughs> Speaking of a long time ago, before I open my pack, are you done with your pack? I, I am done. That was sadly everything that was there. Oh, also, I a... think the card the card was side the card was not sideways. I I think I did that for the first two episodes where I held the card up vertically and didn't know for that the was code, a card? code. Yeah, the code oh, card. I, way I, to I go, just, dude! Well, I just threw it up there. It's a code card. We can use it. The audience can use it. I did throw it up again, but the deck's getting small but thick still. So there she be. So I want to know what your first Pokemon card was ever. First Pokemon card ever. Oh, man. Oh, boy. All right. Well, while you think about that. Actually, I do. I, I think I do remember what it was because I think when the age started coming around where my mom said that she didn't want to like she said, if you want to waste your like or if you want to spend money on it, you can. And I think actually if this was true, it was the I think it was Gen 3 when I started buying them. And I collected them from friends and everything at school because all my friends had gotten them. And so camera's still rolling for this, by the way. So this is on tape. Um, the Emporion. What is it? Uh, EX. I think was the what the it, what the like big cards were back when I was a kid. It was an Emporion EX, so like the third of all form of Pimplup when Gen three was out. I got a big tin of it because I was collecting Yu Gi Oh cards at school because my friends were like, "Here, have have some cards" because they had hundreds of them. And uh, the Emporion EX tin, so that was the biggest card that I got, and I think that was the first Pokemon pack that I actually ever really opened. If I if my memory serves me correct. So. so... My story is, I don't know if it's more interesting or not, but so I've got the camera rolling now, All shaky, right. trying to shoot one-handed. It's, it, <laughs> it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Chikorita was the first card ever, and here's the story. Boom. So I'm looking at it now. We got it on the old camera. It's a Neo Genesis there you go. card number 53 out of 111. It's a common card because, of course, you don't find anything cool for your first card. It's just not how it works. <laughs> I, I sadly um, had to buy my cool one. <laughs> well, there's that. So, <laughs> mine was found in a bathroom floor in, like, second or third grade, probably. All right. And this thing was crumpled up, and I looked at it, and I'm like, wow, that's cool. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And that's what <laughs> opened the can of worms. So, there you go. Well, this this video, shooting it now. Look at all these sweet Chikorita cards. Finds Pokemon card on bathroom floor, gets x off a Tinder. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's probably why. Yeah, that that was exactly the point. That was that's that's where they drew the line. They had had enough and said, "This guy's a bum. Get him out of here." That's All right. Too on funny. that note, so we're trying to break the draw. Set the old camera down. Look at that Xbox controller, real neat. I was gonna say, camera's all on you, buddy. Opening up the old. Uh, that's yeah, evolving. JC doesn't skies. need a knife apparently, because apparent, apparently Nick. Well, that's the I, first part. I haven't opened the package yet. Oh my god! Sick looking Umbreon for the evolving skies in a background that's got like it's got good old Fairfax playing in the background, Bud Light, Sar, and now. Struggle's gonna be real. But you'll get some free ASMR for stopping by. Oh, dude. No. 
Oh, you, you hit it with the moist, and now the ASMR. We're moist. Really canceled. Canceled city. I was going to say, you talk about a card trick. I don't know it. All right. I so just shuffle mine. Codes there. Got to get a stand for this thing. We got an elemental badge. Single strike scroll of the fanged dragon. Single, or, uh, yeah, single strike. It's got Man. a super strong slash. That takes five energies, two of them have metal, one fighting, and two of any variety for 300. But you got to discard all the uh, energy cards. We got Man, the, people, the people that develop this card stuff was just insane. They're like, you have to have this amount of energies, and you have to do all of this. It's like, why are those rules in place? Swoobat. It's a fun game to play. Fun fact. Oh, yeah. So Pet Lil. Diano. I think it's supposed to be Dino, but I pronounced it really weird. It's a dragon type. Neat looking card for a 60 HP. Teddy Rusa with the astoundingly bad attack of Scratch. Gotta love Teddy Feebass. Rapid Strike in the corner, 30 HP. Hop Hip, 40 HP. Ursa Ring, and it looks like we... Uh, Got a whole bunch of nothing, but it's uh, hollow, jump bluff, 90, and a fire energy. That's fire. That's fire. Ah, wow. That's fire. Dead jokes all around. And there you go. That's that's going to conclude the old uh, video for that, but I think we drew again. No one really JC had it. still 1-0 on draws. So it's uh, only one that it's really been, I mean, these are neat, but nothing that was still Grand Bull V is the best thing we pulled. I was going to say, you know, I was at my house this weekend, and I did not go upstairs in my room to look for the cards. I oh. should have tried to bring the card decks back. Oh, what I if I ever go back home, if I ever, when I go back home, I got to get <laughs> if my, I ever, uh, screw that if, if I ever go home, um, got to, I got to bust out the old, uh, uh, folder because there are some really cool ones. Favorite Pokemon Mewtwo and Beedrill for those that don't know. And Solid. Mewtwo's got some sick cards. Beedrill's yeah, got some too. And I bought a couple offline uh, for Beedrill over the years and they are solid. So someday I'll break someday those out. Someday we'll have to break them out, yeah. We're going to do a live live Twitch stream of us showing off our favorite Pokemon cards. <laughs> Going off the card collections, really embracing the nerdisms as we talked about, because we both spread the stories of we're two 23-plus <laughs> gentlemen going into Walmarts and hy and <laughs> the towns that we live oh, in. Oh, yeah, we haven't even talked about that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Today in Walmart, I got to... Uh... <laughs> And this is, you know, this is this is the way this fandom is. Pokemon's fandom. And so I went to Walmart today. Got some, okay. you know, frozen chicken tenders like one does. Got some bush lattes like one does. You know, regular adult stuff. And oh, also yeah. 
rolled down the Pokemon aisle while a mom with her two kids that are probably like six and eight are looking at all these cards. And I knew what I wanted. I took my three cards. They looked at me. I looked at them. And then I just, that was it. I ran on my way. I said, bye. <laughs> so I was like, okay, bye. It, it is funny. But yeah, so that's, that's my story. Not nearly as riveting as some of the other stories we've talked about during this podcast. but Oh, yeah. But it's just fun to be like that that guy that's like you're walking through and it's just like everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's probably like shopping for for his <laughs> like his meals for the week and whatever. And then all of a sudden they see you walk over in the Hy-Vee in the Walmart that you are in and pick up packs of Pokemon cards, try to justify it with the fact that you buy alcohol and you're like, yeah, we're men. What do you want? <laughs> and it's just like, OK, well, he lives. You alone. know, <laughs> the, the plus side for both of us is. I don't need to justify jack squat to anybody. Oh, facts. I mean, you, facts. you, you've got your girlfriend. You get to justify. Yeah, I'm spending x amount of dollars a month on Pokemon cards now. But that, hey, you, that's your, that's your deal. Hey, I don't, do I don't, I don't answer to anybody. <laughs> we do it for the views. Uh, well, you know, when the cards are cool. When they are, when the, if they are. We've had one in our first six packs. So, I mean, you know, the jump luff is neat. The Teddy Ursa's all right. Or Ursaring, I should say. They'll oh, get tacked onto our next pack we open up whenever we uh, next uh, next podcast. They'll probably get tacked on unless there's something cool. But Hell there yeah. you go. So, yeah, there you go. Hex bugs are coming back. We've got something big coming up in August we're going to talk about. Not today, but you're going to be thinking about it now. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll be sure to share the fact that I have been thrown off of Tinder for absolutely no reason. <laughs> Just to let the records... I mean, I don't want anyone getting the wrong impression here. I did absolutely nothing wrong here. But had no likes, had no had no matches yet. I had, was trying to had no matches. Up. I'm just liking accounts. Sorry. Oh, man. That's that's what I get. That's what I get for putting myself back out there. Oh, you'll find it. Man, we got deep in this podcast, didn't we? Holy cow. We sure did, but I, I had to say it. Oh yeah. It was a good share. Good share. <laughs> we had a lot we had a lot of good shares as it turns out in this one. Oh yeah. But I'll say it one more time for those that are maybe you're just tuning in and you want to hear the end of this podcast. Well, if your girlfriend's drunk your fiance, whatever it is, take care of them. Take care. There you go. That's my spiel. Boom. We got anything we want to shout out before we uh, get out of here for episode number 29? I think we're good. I think we're just two guys talking through (laughs) it. Ah, very well said. So be sure to check out the Covert Show. It's on Twitter, Instagram, Tinder, Tinder, TikTok. Uh, we're about to be on Tinder. Then we're really going to get thrown off. Um, So TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I think I've said them all at the covert show. I'd be looking for some guests down the line. So if you want to be a guest on the show, hit us up at any of those or email us at the covert show at gmail.com. And with that, that'll do it. This has been episode number 29 of the covert show. I'm JC. For Nick, thanks for listening.